from Los Angeles, California. This is the Rider Strike Chronicles podcast, and I'm Tanya Barnes. Hello, everybody. Today is Monday, December 3rd, 2007, day 28 of the Rider Strike. Last week, I read in the blogosphere about the AMPTP's so-called proposed new economic partnership that seemed pretty much rejected by the WGA across the board. Tomorrow, the WGA and the AMPTP return to the table to resume negotiations. So I wanted to get an understanding of where the writers were at. In today's episode, I head on down to NBC Studios to revisit strike captain Joe Medeiros, the head writer of The Jay Leno Show. Let's roll sound. Uh, yeah, I'm Joe Medeiros. I'm the head writer for The Tonight Show. We're here at NBC Burbank. And I don't know what day this is of the strike, but it's uh, December 3rd. It's roughly a little, a little short of a month since we've, uh, we've started uh, picketing. How's it going? It's going great. The numbers are up today. Everybody's mood is really good. Everybody's uh, really positive. Uh, you know, we're, we're still uh, in, the, in negotiations. Uh, they're going back for another session tomorrow. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. Well, we're, uh, you know, we're always optimistic that uh, the AMPTP will see the error of their ways and, and you know, give us something on the inter- Internet uh, because that's what's got to happen. Have you been here every day? Uh, yeah, most days. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm here, and uh, there's certainly uh, I see the same faces every day. So we've all gotten to be quite a quite a good uh, friendly bunch here on the line. I read that Jay Leno has paid his staff for the holidays. Is that right? Well, Jay gave us uh, staff uh, their annual Christmas bonus. Uh, he gives a bonus out every year. I've been with him 18 years, 15 here at NBC, and then four years when he was guest hosting, and I've gotten a bonus every year, and, you know, it goes up every year. It's a lot of money that he, he gives out uh, out of his own pocket, and he gave that to the staff on Friday, and he's made a deal to uh, continue to pay uh, the staff's salaries uh, because uh, NBC originally was going to let everybody go after two weeks, but uh, they were talked into keeping everybody for a month, and that month was up on Friday, and Jay's now going to you know, dip into his own pocket again to, to pay salaries. Now, are you getting paid as well? No. Okay. No, 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 no. So it's just the staff? It's the staff. It's the office people, the people that really uh, you know, don't have a stake in this fight. Uh, any, any writer that you see on the line is not drawing a salary. You know, we're getting paid residuals if they happen to be running, rerunning any of our shows. I mean, uh, for the last week for The Tonight Show, and I think even for this week, they're rerunning shows from the early 90s. Now, there was only a handful of us uh, writers uh, here, uh, so, you know, we'll get uh, uh, some small residuals for that. But, you know, the bulk of my staff is not getting, even getting residuals when they run those shows. Wow, wow. I'm reading in the trades in the media that an offer was came down last week and that you guys didn't seem too happy about it. Is that right? Well, you know what, from, from what I understand, we started the negotiations, we started the talks back in July. And when we went in in July, the AMPTP, the, the, the lawyers for the media conglomerate said, don't come back with a fixed cost. What that means is, you know, now I guess when you, uh, when you do, um, when you rerun a show on the air, the writer of that show will get a fixed dollar amount for the reuse of it the second time in a rerun, like months later, you know. They said, we cannot give you a fixed amount because we don't know if the Internet's going to make any money. So we can't, you know, give you X number of dollars because that could be, you know, more than what we're making on it. And we say, okay, well, that's fine. We'll come back with something else. And we came back with a percentage Uh because, you know, 
if, if their internet makes a hundred dollars, we'll get a percentage of the hundred dollars. If it makes a million dollars, we'll get the same percentage, but of a million dollars. If they make money, we make money. That seemed logical. But when they came back with an offer the other day, they did a curious thing. They came in with a flat fee. They came in with a fixed amount. But unfortunately, the fixed amount was $250. So, you know, $250, uh, you know, it's nothing to be sneezed at, but still, it's, it's a small, small amount for, for the amount of people and the amount of money they're making on the Internet now. And what the thing is, they could run a one-hour show like CSI. They could put that on the Internet. The writer of that show will get $200. They could run it for a year. He'll only get $200 for that entire year. He won't get anything after that. And he won't get that $250 for six months. So if they pull it off at five, if they pull it off the internet at five months and 29 days, he won't even get that $250. So oh, it's, a bad, it's a bad deal, yeah. All right, so, but from a morning in the trades, the response to that offer was a little indignant and hostile. But you seem optimistic because they are going back to the table They've, tomorrow? Yeah, they are going back tomorrow, and apparently the other side has a proposal. And whether or not it's more of those $250 proposals, we'll have to see. But, I mean, they're playing a game with us. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, these are the same people that were around in 1988 when that strike uh, was going on. And, and I, I wasn't in the uh, guild then. I came in just, just afterwards. Yeah. But from what I understand from people who have been there... They were the writers back then were on the line for two months before they even came back to negotiate. You know, our numbers and the fact that we're, you know, so serious about this that we shut the town down, they've come back in a couple of weeks. So I think they're still up to their old tricks, just, just sort of probing to see how serious we are about this. And, you know, they're, they're playing games, uh, but, uh, you know, the games are only going to take them so far. I mean, here's, here's some numbers that, that I heard that are really kind of intriguing. If we were to get everything in our contract the way it is now what we're proposing the 2.5 percent of uh, the revenue from the internet it would only cost sony 1.6 million dollars a year it would cost cbs four million dollars a year they're losing right now during this strike two million dollars a week does it make sense for them to be on strike? Why aren't they settling this? Why aren't they coming to, to the table and giving us an offer? The reason why they're doing it is because they're afraid that they're giving away the Internet forever. They want to keep the Internet for themselves. They don't want to open it up to anybody. They don't want to pay the actors. They don't want to pay the directors. They don't have to pay the writers. They don't want to have to pay the musicians. They want to keep it all for their corporate you know, selfishness. And, you know, we can't let that happen. If... The contracts were, were organized in such a way that SAG was up first. They'd be out here saying the same things that the writers are, and we'd be out here as well supporting them like they're supporting us. You know, this is something that's too important for us to just let go. You make it sound in a way that this is just a creative strike, writers, actors, directors, but um, I think it's more than that. Isn't it really a labor strike? Well, it is a labor strike. I mean, and you can see what corporations are doing to the labor uh, movement all over the country. You know, they're stripping away people's health care. They're stripping away their pensions. You know, they're outsourcing so many jobs overseas. I mean, I mean how many people listening to this either have had or know somebody who's had their job outsourced? I mean, you can't pick up customer service on a telephone and call your bank or call, uh, you know, the airline without getting connected to Malaysia or India or someplace else and I'm sure the person who thought of that in a corporation got a huge bonus for doing that but you know they don't think about what it does to Americans you know in, in this country and to the working men and women and, and working families we're trying to prevent the same thing happening in the entertainment industry Hollywood believe it or not for all its so-called glitz and glamour is a pretty pretty down-to-earth union town there are a lot of middle-class union people here who, who were able to 
put gas in their car and buy homes and send their kids to school because they're in a guild or in a union. And, you know, we're trying to preserve that. And there are, you know, even though we talk about the creative side, the actors and the writers and the directors, there are people, uh, the Teamsters, for example, uh, they don't get the actual residual check, but a portion of the residuals of these reruns are put into their pension and, and health funds. I believe it's 55%. You know what I, I, I read that. Okay, yeah. uh, you know I don't want to comment on that, but I know that they they get. You know I know I don't know that that it's that high because I'm because uh, I know for us it's I believe it's seven or eight percent, and the uh, the studios wanted to roll that back. You know to cut that down and, or only give it on certain things. Uh, so you know we we're we're trying to just hold the line and keep things union, keep things. Uh, you know, working here in town. So is this like the butterfly effect? Can the writer strike affect labor in America? Or how will it? Well, once we get our deal, I think people will see that, yes, you can stand up to these conglomerates. And I think that it's time that everybody has to. You know, we've all got to be, we're, we're all in this together. You know, I know sometimes it's hard for people in, in middle America. You know, uh, we're out here in California, but none of us are Hollywood people. I'm not a Hollywood person. I, I, I grew up in, outside of Philadelphia. My, my father poured concrete for a living. I spent most of my summers and three years of my, my uh, married life uh, uh, right before I had kids, I, w- I worked as a, as a laborer pouring concrete. So I know what it is to do hard work. I just, uh, I've been fortunate where I am also able to write a joke. And I don't know why, but, you know, I'm not questioning it. Uh, I started writing jokes for $2, $5, $10 a piece. And eventually I got my material to Jay Leno, who hired me. That's my story. That's why I'm here, you know. And, and I understand where I came from. And my story is multiplied by, by the hundreds, by thousands of people who came into this business the same way you know unless you're very fortunate you're not born into into this kind of industry you know you're given some sort of uh, some god-given or natural gift and and not that i'm you know i, I can write and there are a lot of other people who can sing who can dance and, and find themselves in, in show business and you know we're just looking for the compensation that, that comes along with that okay anything as we wrap this up it's like I've said before, and I'll say it again. You know, if they could outsource our jobs to China and have the Chinese writing uh, Desperate Housewives, you know that they would do it. But they can't. So, uh, you know, we're here and we're going to stay here until uh, this is resolved. Copy that. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Writer Strike Chronicles podcast. For more information, visit our blog at wgastrike2007.blogspot.com.